Four and one. You left him too much time, Cowboys. You left him too much time. It's Aaron's world in Dallas, and the Cowboys are only living in it. Welcome to Blue Cheese Radio here on PackToTheFuture.com. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me to recap this thriller of an just exciting win, the Green Bay Packers over the Dallas Cowboys 35-31 in dramatic fashion. And only the dramatic fashion that you come to expect from Mr. Aaron Rodgers himself on a weekly basis, it seems. The one and only title town, Ty. Ty, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good, Mike. It, it was another big win in Big D. They may as well just rename the city of Arlington Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood after that. Has he ever lost in Dallas? He has never lost at AT&T Stadium. He only played once at the old Cowboy Stadium, uh-huh. and that was the game where he came in after Favre went out with the elbow injury back in, I think it was 07. And yeah, I remember that. gave us a good glimpse of what could be with Aaron Rodgers because he almost brought the team back and won that game. Uh-huh, and I remember here, that. here's an interesting stat for you. It's probably good that they tore down the old Cowboys stadium because the Packers lost seven of their last nine games in the old Cowboys stadium. Since AT&T Stadium has opened, they've won every game they've played there, including the Super Bowl. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers loves to play in AT&T Stadium. And, you know, I know they lost to the Cowboys last year at Lambeau, but, you know, do you think... I don't know, I think the old Cowboys Stadium just kind of had Favre's number. Yeah, Favre it, it really did. struggled there. Um, and like you said, when Rodgers came in and relieved Favre, because Favre was playing just terrible in that game, and I think he got hurt, left the game, Rodgers came in and almost brought the team back. But then ever since they opened AT&T Stadium, Aaron Rodgers, it's just been one highlight reel, memorable moment after another, whether it was the Super Bowl, whether it was the divisional game last year, whether it was this game. Aaron Rodgers, there's something about that building Aaron Rodgers loves. It's it's no longer Jerry's world. They, they can just go ahead and get rid of that. It's Aaron's world. I think somebody actually went on Wikipedia and changed it to where the owners are stated as <laughs> the city of Arlington, Texas. It was changed to city of Arlington and Aaron Rodgers. Owning that stadium. <laughs> Couldn't be more true. Couldn't be more true. I saw a, a meme today. It was a picture of Jerry Jones and Aaron Rodgers side by side, and the caption was uh, something along the lines of, here you see the uh, owner of the Dallas Cowboys and, and an old guy in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And, and you know, I got really excited. I was freaking out. Shelby was sitting there like, Damn, babe, calm down. I was like, could you imagine, though, if if Michael was here? It would be like in the playoffs times two right now because this was nuts. <laughs> and Dude, when I was just – when I was – well, I was just in here screaming and yelling. and Oh, yeah. Like, by the end of the game, like, I was just – Like, thank God none of our neighbors were home because we would have gotten noise complaints on Sunday. <laughs> and and you know I worry about that as soon, because sometimes, like, I'll go really overboard yeah. on, on games sometime. I remember – um, uh, which game was it earlier? This I don't know. It was it was the Cowboys game last Sunday, and there was another game at some point during during this season where I was just literally at points just 
yelling at the top of my lungs in anger or excitement. And then I feel kind of weird because then I'll go outside and take the dogs out. And then, like, the neighbor will be outside and they'll just be looking at me. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, hey, sorry about that. Well, and, like, like, he's lost his mind. The, the thing with this game was as soon as Dak Prescott ran in that final touchdown Dallas scored, I looked at the time. And I did. I wasn't even worried. I saw they had a minute thirteen left with a timeout, and I thought, "Oh my god, they left him an eternity." Yeah, we've won yeah, this I game. Would be, I would be lying if I said that uh, that I was fully confident. I I knew he would get him down into field goal range, and I knew that they would at least go for the field goal to tie it. I I was pretty certain of that. My hesitation came from the fact that Crosby, who which we discussed last week on yeah. the show, we are the Packers psychics uh, of the podcast world, we discussed that Crosby missed two extra points in this game, and if we got down into field goal range and asked him to tie this game up and send it to overtime, that's where I was shaking in my boots a little bit. See, I, just, I didn't think they were going to even worry about a field goal, the way they were moving the ball. Mm. And, God, you know, what a ballsy ballsy call on Aaron Rodgers' part to hand the ball off to Aaron Jones in that drive. I thought it was brilliant. Oh, it was. You know, they're playing, but they're, it was they're playing pass, they're expecting pass, and they knew, and Rodgers knew, look, we just, we're already close to field goal range, so we might as well just hand the sucker off to Aaron Jones, and, and you just go to the outside, get out of bounds, and it worked, worked like well, a and charm. how heads up was it for him as the rookie, you know, in this big game scenario to get out of bounds? Yeah. And what gets lost is I've seen people online talk about, oh, where's Geronimo Allison been? He's been blocking for Aaron Jones because he made a fantastic block to get him the space on the outside on that run in particular. Yeah. And, you know, we've got Martellus Bennett sightings to talk about in this game where he seems to be starting to gel more with Rodgers. That catch was fantastic down oh, the yeah. sideline. And Hell, we had we had really good plays from all three tight ends in this game. Yeah, Kendrick we did. Caught a big uh, big catch uh, oh, in the first series of the game. Dick and even Rod Richard went Rogers. up for that one. <laughs> yeah, Dick Rod went up. That was like the only I think his only catch he's had this year. Well, I don't know. I think he had one earlier, but that was a that was a oh he's guide for that a, one. And yeah, I mean, what what more can we say about Aaron Jones? He had a fantastic rushing performance. The one catch that he made in this game was so impressive for a, a rookie running back to be able to come back to the Rodgers like that and catch that diving. Yeah. I just Yeah, that was huge. We can we can go on and on and on about the offense in this game and how good they looked through most of it. But we're gonna have to talk about the defense too. <laughs> yes, we are. And I'm gonna talk about uh, I'm going to apologize to Demarius Randall. Oh, um, I, I want to get into Sleevy Wonder. There's going to be get a couple into, things to talk about there. Yeah, I want to get into Sleevy a little later in the show because I want to eat a little bit of crow. Um, yeah, because I, yeah, I, I proclaimed I proclaimed last week that he was dead to me and he should just go away. Um, but man, he just came right back this week and shut me up. And I'm not even talking about the pick six. Oh no, no, there was a play <laughs> in this game that was far more impressive to me than the pick six and it's probably the exact play you're thinking of too but we'll get into that later 
Yeah, there's your cliffhanger, folks, so stay tuned. Um, but before we really dig deep into this uh, Packers-Cowboys game and look forward to the Packers and the Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium coming up uh, on this Sunday, uh, let's look at our Week 5 NFC North Power Rankings. Um, Ty, I'll let you go first this week. I went first last week. All right, Mike, turning it back around to our more conventional way of doing this, I've got the Bears still hanging out in the basement that just, eh. It was uh, a cute little showing by uh, oh, yeah, old Mitchell I mean, Trubisky on Monday night, but, you know. But you know what? Boy, did he still look like a rookie. Yeah. Oh, all anybody want to do is talk about the two-point conversion. I'm still not impressed. I still don't care. He he just, yeah, I got nothing for old <laughs> Mitch. They are firmly in the basement. They have no receivers. It is what it is at this point. I don't think there's anything else to really see from the Bears unless something dramatic happens. And then well, they num- have a Packers. They have a Packers fan at quarterback. Well, so exactly. That's the one positive. <laughs> oh, and no matter how fast he tried to delete those tweets, they were saved on the internet forever. Oh yeah, I still see them circulating. Oh yeah. And then at number three, I've got the Minnesota Vikings. That Monday night game. All the talk about that Monday night game between Minnesota and Chicago was that it was absolute garbage. It may as well have been a Thursday night game. You know, Sam Bradford is still hobbled. He looked like trash. They just... The Vikings' defense is real. I'll say that. Their defense is legitimate. Yeah. But that's all. McKinnon looked good, though. McKinnon looked good, but they were also still playing against Chicago. So yeah. I take that for what it's worth. At number two, I've got the Lions, who I still think is the, the next closest team to Green Bay to having a more well-rounded team. And, you know, Stafford, he, he loves his fourth-quarter comebacks and whatnot. But uh, they're still hanging pretty firm at number two for me. And then I've got the Packers, who seem to be separating themselves more and more each week from the rest of this division at number one especially on the offense. If they can just get guys healthy, this team, I believe, yeah. after what we've seen in the first quarter of the season, plus one, if this team could get 90% healthy, I think they would separate themselves really from the majority even of the top of the NFC. Yeah, I think they're right there. I think the Packers are making a strong case to be the best team in the NFC right now through the first quarter of the season. Um, but looking at my power rankings, exact same as yours. Not nothing changed from last week to this week. The basement Bears at number four. Like I said, cute little show in there by Mitchell Trubisky in his uh, NFL debut, but bad interception at the end of the game <laughs> that lost the game for him. It happens to all rookies, but you know it just seems to happen more often to the Bears because the Bears, well, yeah, they're just I mean... snake bitten when it comes to quarterbacks. And at number three. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. At number three, I got the Vikings. Um, I still think losing Dalvin Cook is a big loss to their offense. I like Stephon Diggs quite a bit. Adam Thielen, he's only good when Sam Bradford's on the field. Uh, Sam Bradford's not going to be on the field, so they're going to be with Case Keenum for the very near future, Uh, just for the foreseeable future, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, so I just don't see this team. I don't know. Like you said, the defense is good. The defense is solid. But I don't see the defense being good enough to to carry them like a Seahawks defense no, or something like no, that. No, not I just at don't all. Think, 
I think they're a, they're a 500 team right now. Uh, the Detroit Lions at number two, uh, coming in at three and two, uh, coming off of a uh, who did they play last week? Um, who did they have last week? I I'll have to actually look. I I don't really know who they played this past week. Carolina. They played Carolina. That's right, and they got beat. Yeah, yeah they lost to Carolina last week. Still, I think they're uh, you know a pretty decent team. I think Matthew Stafford is. You know, a, a, a pretty damn good quarterback. Well, I mean, they only uh, lost by three to Carolina. Yeah, and I mean, it was once again one of those fourth quarter comebacks. They just fell yeah. a little short. <laughs> Which so if, if so, if the Lions were uh, if the Lions only played uh, fourth quarters and uh, the first three quarters they didn't even play, oh, the game they, just they started might in go the nineteen quarter. and zero. Oh my God, they'd they'd be Super Bowl favorites right now, but uh, that fact of the matter is you still got to play all four quarters and uh the lions are just specifically matthew stafford they're, they're just not putting it together right now but uh number one by a good margin this week i got the green bay packers at four and one listen i was a little skeptical on the packers coming into the season i had them going 11 and 5 you had them going 13 and 3 um i don't see this team losing more than three games this year well, and this the thing to keep in mind is the game against the Cowboys was one of my three losses I had this team scheduled for. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking of that. I was like, yeah, I mean, this is this is one of those games that the fact of the matter is, if this were the Packers from last year or the Packers from any year from, from the past since 2011, uh, if this were one of those teams, we would be two and three right now. Oh, no we would have lost it. the Atlanta game. We would have lost the Bengals game, and we would have lost this game. But there's something about this team. They've carried something over from last year, from the run the table thing. Aaron Rodgers is still playing at a freaking uh, astronomical level right now. This team just has that aura of we're not going to lose. Nobody can beat us. We got the best quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, in his mind, is thinking nobody's going to beat us while I'm playing quarterback. And I think. These early wins, the Cincinnati win, um, the Dallas, this recent Dallas Cowboys victory, this team, uh, are they're playing the way they play. Like, usually around this time, you'd be hearing Aaron Rodgers say, you know, chill or relax no, or something don't like worry, that. we'll <laughs> get it together. Uh, the only <laughs> yeah. thing that matters is what's said inside our building, not what's outside, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, and then by week eight, week nine, they start to put it together and they make a little run, get into the playoffs. They're already at that point here already in the first quarter of the season, and and they're hurt. They're injured. You mentioned it. They're, they're not at 100% right now, and once they get back to 100%, if they can keep going with Aaron Rodgers playing at the level he's playing and the offense playing at the level that they're playing and the defense continues to grow and get better and get healthier, uh, this team's not losing more than three games this year. They're going to be they're going to be in, seriously in the hunt for the number one seed this year. Yeah. And – uh, so I'm I'm about on the band. Although I I worry if we have to play the Cowboys again in the playoffs. But if it's in Lambeau, I think the, if you think about it, think about this: the Packers. When's the last time they've had home field advantage in the playoffs? Oh, it's 2011. It's yeah, 2011. And that that 20, year they didn't have much of defense. Yeah, and you know all the the Packers' losses in the playoffs the past few years have all come on the road. Um, you know, I, I, it's just hard for me to see many teams coming into Lambeau. I don't think Atlanta would come into Lambeau and oh no, and beat the Packers. No, Atlanta is a different team outside on grass. That's yeah, a definite. I, they are a totally different team outside on grass. 
Yeah. So if we if we get them in Lambeau in the playoffs this year, I like our chances better than if we play them in their place. Well, and here's the thing too: is even looking at this Cowboys game, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott got 116 yards in this game on 29 carries. He had to carry the ball just a shade under 30 times with a big run of 25 and a fourth down conversion that honestly shouldn't have been. Yeah. By the rules, shouldn't have been. This isn't me being salty because they converted, but by the actual rule book, that should not have been a conversion. But this run defense actually did not look that bad in this game. I still worry mm-hmm. about the run defense in the fourth quarter because that's where they seem to start to falter. They It seems like they play three quarters of really decent run defense, but Cincinnati did it to them, uh, Atlanta did it to them, and now Dallas has done it to them, where teams are starting to run the ball on this team in the fourth quarter, specifically. Yeah, I'm not too worried about that. Um, I think the Atlanta game, it just got a little bit out of hand where Atlanta – could commit to the run. Yeah. Um, Dallas, they're going to run the ball. They weren't completely out of it yet, and they wanted to commit to the run to get things going. They wanted to eat up clock, and yeah. they did that. Um, Just not enough. So, yeah, it's going to happen. Teams are going to wear down and get tired in the fourth quarter. It's going to happen. The key is the, if the offense can can keep a lead and force the the, the opposing team to, to throw it in the fourth quarter more, more than run it. So, I think as the season wears on, that'll be – you know, it's it's just situational. Yeah, and to me, and something with the pass defense too is, I think this game looks a whole lot different. Even still, if Kevin King doesn't go down so early, because <clears throat> yeah. this team, it's it's clear, the secondary is a totally different unit with King on the outside. Yeah, King's been fantastic, and damn it, they need to get Josh Hawkins on the field more. And he's, Quentin Rollins off. He's the most for real. They need to shift Randall to the slot more and get Hawkins off the field when it come, on the field when it comes to that point. Get Rollins off. Rollins got burned on that touchdown by Cole Beasley. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. But you know, we'll talk about it. Um, but those are your power rankings. Pretty much the same as last week. Just uh. Maybe a, a little bit more distance in between first and second with the Packers and Lions after the Packers win over the Cowboys, and I think they're just going to carry this momentum going into uh, into the game against the Vikings uh, this week. But looking at the uh, not really any news, any news you wanted to touch on this week before we can just go ahead and get into the injury report? Uh, yeah, not really anything. I mean, they did bring back um, Sean Daniels for another tryout. A couple other players who I didn't get the names on, but nobody of note I remember seeing other than Daniels getting a second tryout, so something to keep an eye on. Hmm. Um, Digging into the injury report, starting to get there a little bit more. Uh, David Bakhtiari and Brian Balaga both practiced, but were limited. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully... Hopefully we will finally get Bakhtiari back going into Minnesota. God knows we really need him because they do have a good pass rush. Um, yeah, that's that's true. But I wouldn't be surprised if they still held him out just to be safe to get yeah. to the bye week and give him that extra week of rest. Well, and then um, the DNPs for the week were Joe Thomas, who's still out with an ankle injury. Uh, Kevin King is still in concussion protocol. Morgan Burnett did not practice with the hamstring injury he suffered in the Dallas game. 
mm-hmm. and Ahmad Brooks did not practice with a back injury. Uh, Nick Perry was a full participant. Jordy Nelson was a full participant with his mystery back injury that he suffered in the game. I think he got hurt on the two-point conversion try because he came down kind of awkward. But, I uh, didn't notice that. but Ty Montgomery, <laughs> notably, was a full participant in practice, even with the ribs. And then mm. to round it out, Devon House with his quad injury was a limited participant, but it doesn't look like it's going to keep him out of playing on Sunday. Yeah, House is uh, House has been serviceable this year. Um, I mean, so he's far. he's not been bad. He hasn't given up any big plays. I mean, we haven't really talked about him, and to me, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's the thing. He's been kind of invisible, and that's kind of a good thing. Yeah, you know. That's and, uh, why couldn't Rollins get so much airtime on this show. Then looking at the Vikings injury report, to just go ahead and get on that while I've got it pulled up, Sam Bradford, as we've talked about, did not practice. He's still dealing with a knee injury. Stefan Diggs yeah. did not practice with a groin injury. Uh, well, Nick Easton did not practice with a calf. D tackle Tom Johnson did not practice. Safety Andrew Sandejo did not practice. And then as far as their limited participants, their center, Pat Elfine didn't, or he was limited. Rashad Hill was limited with a knee, a tackle. Eric Kendricks was limited with a shoulder injury. So, yeah, I mean, it's they've got an injury report of their own that's not far from being the same size as ours. Yeah, Stephon Diggs could be a big... Uh, uh a big factor for the Vikings if he misses because he tore us up last year. Oh yeah, specifically uh, Sleevy. Yeah, yeah, and and if Devon House or not Devon House, but uh, if Kevin King can't go with this concussion, that would be worrisome. Um, but you know, Case Keenum's throwing the ball, and I'm not too worried about that to be honest no. with you. So, uh, I think we're we're about even there on the the injury report for this week. Um, but let's. Tap into this Packers Cowboys game. Thirty-five, uh, thirty-one. Aaron Rodgers with eleven seconds left on the clock connects with Devontae Adams for the go-ahead touchdown. That uh, the, they would not uh, they would not surrender again. The Cowboys would get two more shots. One was a very close because Beasley was uh, <laughs> Beasley had room there if he would if that oh, ball yeah. was on target. That would that was a little scary. Uh, and then the oh uh, the toss back. What what do they call the laterals? That? Yeah, the well, laterals. And, and, and you that. know, I looked at that play again, and Nick Perry has to be aware no whistle was blown. You just got to take that ball and yeah. fall down with it. So that was bad. But had anything of note happened on that play, say they scored, I would almost bet you money it would have been reviewed and would have been called back. Because when Ezekiel Elliott went back to Dak Prescott with that ball, it was a forward pass. Yeah, I, I thought so too when I when I saw that live. So that's when I kind of I was waiting for a flag to to come out or, or or whatever. But but yeah, Nick Perry taking the ball and just kind of dropping it and walking off, and then the big lineman picks it up and just kind of rumbles for yeah. five yards and then just collapses. But hey, <laughs> I don't Quint, know what that at was. At least Quentin Rollins was heads up enough to take it and just stay on the ground with it. Yeah, yeah, I guess he did something well. So Well, I mean, yeah. and he did make one big play. He had the third down stop where he got Terrence Williams by the shoe. 
and uh, you know, really preventing something <laughs> from happening there. So I, I got to give Thank Quentin God Rollins that. that much. All right, we'll give all him that. He, give he got he got Terrence Williams, Dallas's what fourth receiver, <laughs> got oh. him by the shoe. Thank Hands you. of stone, Terrence Williams is what they might be calling him now. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, there you go, Quentin. <laughs> I, you should give him you, something. But I don't know, man. But uh, there were technically like three fumbles on that play on lateral play. Well, isn't every lateral technically a fumble? I guess, yeah, technically. But yeah, so. <laughs> oh well. Um, but let's look at the stat lines. Um, not a particularly good week in stat lines. Yeah. Although uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, he got we the got three the touch- touchdowns. We got the three touchdowns. It wasn't, you know, uh, what did we say last week? One to Bennett, two to uh, Adams or, or, or Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. He got the one to Nelson and the two to Adams. Yeah. So, eh, well, not the best of week stat lines-wise, but we did get some other things, right, we talked about last week. But let's look at the stat lines. Um, starting with mine, uh, I had Martellus Bennett, first and foremost, four receptions, 56 yards and a touchdown, uh, he did have three receptions for 53 yards. Yeah, that wasn't bad. That wasn't far yeah, off at all. Yardage a few off, but he didn't get the touchdown. When are we going to see Martellus Bennett catch touchdown? I thought he was supposed to be the big red zone target. I think it happened sooner rather than later after seeing this Dallas game. I think it has to. I think it's got to come at some point. Because um, I'm pretty surprised five games in, he's still yet to catch his first touchdown as a Packer. Yeah. But like you said, I think it's I think it's coming. I think it's coming. Jordy's just uh, hogging all the red zone touchdowns here. Right. Lately, so. <laughs> uh, then I had Aaron Rodgers, 26 of 43, 321 yards, three touchdowns. Um, you know, with the emergence of Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers didn't have to sling it all over the field like he usually has to to keep uh, the Packers in the game. He only uh, completed 19 of 29, 221 yards, so I was 100 off. Um, and he did have the three touchdowns, though, so – I'll take a, I'll take a, a quarter of a point for the touchdowns, and then Josh Jones. Uh, Boy, he just... would have, yeah, I thought would have a big impact in this game, uh, especially once uh, Morgan Burnett went down. I think Kentrell Bryce even missed some time in this game, but you know Josh Jones played, had three total tackles, uh, not nearly what I had him going for. Eight total tackles, two for a loss, and one interception. Um, just just not his day today, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, what can you do? Yeah. Eh. That's the nature of the business. Yeah, I, I went down in flames with that prediction, but uh, but so did you. So yeah, I, I, it was not a great week for either of us. But, but yeah. I mean, good God, Blake Martinez isn't leaving many tackles for anybody out there on the field. So ain't that the truth? Um, but uh, this week you went with Jordy. You started your uh, your stat lines out with Jordy Nelson. Six receptions, seventy two yards, two touchdowns. Only finished the game with two receptions for 24 yards. Uh, Devontae but, uh, took them all. Yeah, Devontae did take them all. But I'll be damned if uh, Jordy didn't get another touchdown this week on his march uh, to break the Randy Moss single-season touchdown record. <laughs> well, yeah, and and um, you put it out there on Blue Cheese Radio on our Twitter account that you know we think that he'll break it, and uh, Jay Sorgi got in on the action with a retweet and a response there about how he uh see he's got what like 14 more to go yeah six down 14 to go with uh, 11 games left yeah 
which yeah, he's so averaging. It's very possible. He's currently averaging 1.2 touchdowns per game because I, I got into it and I did the math. He's averaging 1.2 touchdowns a game this season. To break mm-hmm. the record, he needs to average 1.27 touchdowns for the rest of the season. I think he can do it. Oh yeah, if he has, I a, think if he has a couple games where he gets, you know, three touchdowns, a couple more two game or two touchdown games, I think he gets it. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think it's it's very it's very doable. I think Aaron Rodgers is primed and ready to have possibly the best year of his career this year. MVP, I think he's already the front runner for MVP this year. I don't care what anybody says about Alex Smith. He's got oh, way think, more weapons. You think he tops two thousand eleven? Um how many touchdowns did he have in two thousand eleven? Forty five? He had forty five and he had a, a passer rating of one twenty two point five. And he has I think thirteen touchdowns so far this season. Yeah. I think he'll be around that area. Maybe a maybe a I couple think he'll less. throw forty. Yeah, I think he'll be in the forties. I think he goes for 40 and something like 40, around 4,600 yards. Yeah, I think at the rate he's going, I think that that 40 is easy right now. So, uh, we'll see. Good God, if the run game turns out to be for real with Aaron Jones, I think 40 may be conservative. So... (laughs) We'll see. Uh, you had Aaron Rodgers, 26-39, 322 yards and three 101 touchdowns. Off. 101 off. Uh, but, you, did, you again, you get the quarter of a point, too. You had him with three touchdowns, so not bad, not bad. Uh, and then you were uh, off on Josh Jones, just like me. Yeah. Nine total tackles, one sack, one tackle for a loss, only with the three total tackles. So, Josh Jones, uh, well, he, after he's, uh, he's a rookie, so. Yeah, he's going to have his off days. He's going to be uh, hot and cold. Um, so it's hard to predict those type of things. Um, so hopefully we do a little bit better this week <laughs> in well, our stat lines. It's a much more familiar opponent this week, too. So Yeah, yeah, that's true. But let's go ahead and dig into the game, uh, looking at the positives and the negatives of this game. The biggest positive, well, I wouldn't say the biggest. I mean, there's just, there's just positives all over the place. But Devontae Adams coming back from that huge hit awesome. against the Chicago Bears. To come up with the game-winning touchdown, he had two total touchdowns this game, right? Yeah. Big comeback game for Devontae Adams after, you know, hell, during watching that Bears game and seeing that hit, that's one of those hits that you're just like, man, he may never come back the same. But yeah, to come back I mean, in such such fashion that he did was was just – that's just a that's, – that's great for Devontae. Well, as, as my guy Vic always used to say – on Ask Vic, it's a tough game for tough men. And Devontae yeah. Adams may be the toughest of men. He, I, oh. I'm he's stunned a, he, for him to have taken a hit like he did. Clear the concussion protocol by Saturday. That's when he was cleared. And to come out mm-hmm. and have the type of game that he did, make some of the receptions he made, and then even for the end of the game, for him to come to the huddle and tell Rodgers, throw it again. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that again. <laughs> I mean, is he is Devonte Adams? Uh, d- are the Packers going to be able to re-sign him? I think they year? have to. I think they don't have a choice. They have to do whatever they need to do to re-sign him because at this point, that's a whole Jordan lot of may money. Be the the target in the red zone and whatnot, but Devonte Adams is number one receiver. 
yeah, he's going to demand a, a whole lot of money, and that's a lot of money to spend on on a wide receiver room. With, it, it is, but you know, I just don't think there's any way they can let him go. I think if yeah. anything, they start talking to Jordy and uh, probably Randall Cobb about maybe taking a, a bit of a cut, the same way they did with AJ Hawk back in the day. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, and man. Those two guys. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just it's something to talk about later, but it yeah. is something to start thinking about now, talking about later. Yeah, because the games like this, uh, his his price is going up every game. <laughs> oh yeah. So this is uh, one of those yeah, was, they they can't pull a Micah Hod here and let him walk after his no. rookie contracts up. He is too important. Too good. Yeah, especially especially with Nelson getting older and Cobb getting a little older. I mean, he's he's got to be the guy going forward. And we know how much Aaron Rodgers loves him. So oh yeah, uh, I, I think it's going to be really hard to to see them let him go. Um, but we speaking of Aaron Rodgers though. What a performance. Wow. Um, that opening drive was a thing of beauty. Then they bogged down. He got sacked uh, a few times there. The That one sack, the I guess it was the second sack, they just came through the line like like there was, there was no line there. Yeah. I, I don't know if that was just it a, was a, a... It was a miscommunication is what yeah. it was. I mean, it had to have been. It was that, supposed that was to be slide clean. protection to the left, and it was actually on Jari Evans. Where mm. Lindsley went left, Evans went right by mistake. It yeah, just... it, it 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 is what it is. But they got back on track, and I thought the beautiful thing that Mike McCarthy stated at halftime, I guess what what they said on the broadcast is that uh, we got to get off the field on third down and fourth down, and if we if if our offense has the ball. They're not gonna. They're, they can't stop us. We're yeah. gonna score. <laughs> I love I what like, he said after the game when they asked him about Rodgers, and he said, "What what is there left to say? I guess I need to just work on expanding my vocabulary." There really is nothing left to say. I mean, there really is. Honestly, can you honestly? Can anybody? Can anybody honestly, from an objective standpoint? with no bias as a fan of no team just completely objective standpoint can anybody sit down and say they have ever seen a more talented more complete better quarterback ever I don't I mean you'll get Marino you'll get you know you'll get there'll be names but I think in just terms of just the total package in terms of just, just the magic that he performs. Well, that's the thing. You know what I'm I mean, saying? you will get people that say Marino was the best pure passer they ever saw, but he didn't have the mobility that Rodgers has. No, he doesn't have. He doesn't have the kill factor either. The it factor no, that Aaron no. Rodgers and, has. Of course, you've Aaron. got people that say Brady. Brady. I'm, Brady has know. rings. <laughs> Brady has rings, but Bart Starr has more rings. Would you say Bart Starr is is the greatest quarterback of all time? I mean, Packers fans might, but in the overall scheme of things, is Bart Starr the greatest quarterback of all time? No. No. He's great. He's one of the greats. He's one of the greats. And, and you know, you can but, look at you can look at Brett Favre, 
because he had the athletic tools. People forget early in his career, he scrambled around everywhere. But he was ne- Rogers, he never was able to throw on the run with the accuracy that Aaron Rodgers has either. Nobody has. I mean, this dude, he flicks his wrist like he's throwing a dart, and it goes on a laser 40 yards down the field. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I, I haven't either. Favre, Aaron Rodgers, to me, has all the magic touch that Favre had without the boo-boos. You know what I mean? Without the negative part. It's not a gamble. It's not. Rodgers doesn't throw interceptions. He doesn't make stupid mistakes. If If the ball's leaving his hand... You almost know 99.9% of the time that ball is either incomplete is the worst thing that's going to happen or something ridiculous is about to happen. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, know? with Favre, you Just have, look at the Hail Marys, for Christ's I mean, sake. You can, with Favre, you can call it he was a riverboat gambler. You look at yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is... An assassin. An assassin. <laughs> I was going to go with something really technical like an engineer. Yeah. He engineers greatness on the field. Brett Favre rolled the dice, and he had Lady Luck on his side more than anyone else I've probably ever seen in my lifetime, mm-hmm. throwing into the triple coverages and things that he did. And for my money, I don't think that I've ever seen anyone with actual pure arm strength quite as great as Favre's. I think Rodgers is right there knocking on the door. But his accuracy, man, it's just phenomenal. And you know when he throws the ball, he's not he's not aiming at the receiver. He's aiming at a spot that any and the receiver goes knows where that spot is going to be or where it's going to be. I mean, he's, he's aiming where the receiver will be. Yeah, it's kind of like the old Gretzky uh, the Gretzky quote: "Go where the puck is going, not where the puck is." Yeah, you know. I mean, it's, it's like, and he throws a ball. It, it's It's got such a way about it that it's so different than anyone else I've ever seen. Just like the touchdown to Jordy Nelson in this game, which was an amazing play-action play. That's the threat of the run game because it sucked down the safety and both linebackers right down to the line when they thought Aaron Jones was getting that ball. Mm-hmm. But the way Rodgers was able to throw it like a dart but it it's like it left his hand floated just high enough over and then dropped right back down on an odd up and down curve with the tightest spiral it's surreal it is it's truly like I, I saw a tweet somebody put the other day it was like I'm still convinced that somewhere between Cal and being drafted by the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers had the the Rookie of the Year surgery. Remember the movie Rookie of the yeah, Year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My tendons are too tight. <laughs> I'm pretty convinced that this alien sighting that he claims to have seen that he was actually abducted. I think so. And they abducted him. They re-engineered his body, and now he's like. Who'd that happen to in Marvel Comics? Miss Marvel. It's a woman, but yeah, I mean, the aliens took her, (laughs) they re-engineered her body, and she has these powers, and now that's Aaron Rodgers. The aliens took Aaron Rodgers, they re-engineered his body, and now this is what we have. 
There's the new nickname. Aaron Rodgers will now be known as Mr. Marvel. Well, they because it was Captain Marvel. So there you go. Captain Marvel. It was Captain Marvel, Marvel before Miss Marvel took over. So yeah, Aaron Rodgers is Captain Marvel. Well, now if only those aliens would come down and uh, abduct a few of these defensive players. And Good God. <laughs> Maybe Rodgers would have more than one Super Bowl, but I don't know. I, I, I'm just – I'm. I'll sit and watch like a 20-minute highlight video of Rodgers' career. Just some of them – just oh, his, yeah. highlight, his highlight package, like, you forget. He's made so many, like, just mind-numbing, amazing plays that you forget about him. Because yeah. it's just like there's one each week. It's it's just I don't know. There's not much more you can say about this guy. He just needs some more Super Bowls, and we need to get started on that this week, or not this old this week, but this year. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, it's and it's another thing I was going to ask you about this game concerning Rodgers. Can you think of any other quarterback that changes the way another team thinks about leaving time in the fourth quarter? Yeah, you've got other guys that are dangerous in the fourth quarter and whatnot. You got your Brady's and your Matt Ryan's and your Stafford's, but is there another guy singularly who you leave a minute thirteen on the clock and your first thought is they left him too much time? I would say Peyton Manning had that effect. And currently in the league. Oh, currently in the league? Yeah. Um Stafford, maybe. Just because he has a... He has the resume for it. Yeah, he has a thing for fourth quarter comebacks. Um, Brady, possibly. But just in terms of, like... I forget I forget who said it, but you just... The quarterback knowing, I got this. It ain't I mean, no the thing. fact that you had analysts debating on whether or not Dak should have taken a knee at the one. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. I, I just think I don't even know. It's it's the way that they were moving the football. I would have probably taken a knee at the one two. <laughs> just I like mean, that was. But they, I mean, to give the Cowboys credit, they played it perfectly. An oh, eight, they did. Eight they plus minute phenomenal. drive. I mean, they ate up the clock and they just scored too quickly and it's ridiculous to say that because you're right they're not there are very few quarterbacks in history that you would say uh an eight minute an eight plus minute 15 play drive or whatever it was for a touchdown you scored too quickly like yeah yeah but it's it's just they they left him a minute 13 with a timeout timeout yeah and it was you know just sitting here watching it I don't know. The way they were moving the ball, even sitting on my couch, I thought, we have it. They left him an eternity to go down the field and score. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And have you ever ever seen, like, just just to touch on the Aaron Rodgers, like, have you ever seen a quarterback with just – terrible mechanics the way that I mean really he throws off his back foot he throws falling backwards he throws sideways sometimes have you ever seen a quarterback with with the mechanics that Rodgers has that is just as accurate and as flawless of a thrower as somebody with the perfect you know stepping up uh, stepping into your pass you know what I'm saying the next closest quarterback that comes to mind is Favre 
because yeah. he made so many things happen from odd angles and odd positions and left hand tosses and backhand flips. I mean, the Detroit game comes to mind for Favre. I think it was the '94 Wild Card game where he ran and he just kind of backhand flipped the ball forward between uh-huh. two lines defenders. That's just improv, though. I'm talking about I know. just I mean, like I, I know what you're saying. That's looking, but at that's like, all I can think of. I've never the, seen anyone with the accuracy that Rodgers has in doing these things at odd angles. That's I mean, why Favre is the next person that, that comes to mind. Yeah, the perfect two examples that I can think of to display Rodgers being able to throw pinpoint perfect accurate footballs at nearly any angle, probably even backwards. If he was just like with his back to the defense, he could probably still throw a pinpoint 30-yard touchdown. You go back and you look at the Jaguars game. That's from, exactly I guess was what I was thinking of. Last year, Jalen Ramsey draped all over him, dragged him to the ground, still threw it up, and it was a accurate, pinpoint accurate ball to where only Devontae Adams was really going to have a shot at that ball. He beat Devon House on that play too. Yeah. <laughs> and it, he basically shot-putted the ball up. That's what it looked yeah. like. It was basically a shot put throw to And it the came end zone. down in a perfect spiral. I know. I don't get it. <laughs> it wasn't a duck. I don't understand. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean we've spent about what, twenty minutes on Aaron Rodgers now, but my yeah, god, how long. do you not after this? <laughs> how but, do you not uh, after this game? Um, but to, speaking speaking of Aaron's though. Jones. There's a good segue. Let's look at the rookie, Aaron Jones, who made his case for being the number one running back on this football team. How many carries? They have 19 carries for 128 yards and a touchdown. 19, yeah, like 19 that. for 125 and a touchdown with a long of 22. Um, he had the 15-yard run on the fourth quarter drive to win the game. He actually was not bad as a pass blocker. He's got room to grow, but he wasn't bad. He had that one sick reception. And, dude, he just – he's a natural runner. Great vision. Yeah. Great patience. Great burst. Yeah, the most uh, – you know, it was a touchdown, but the most impressive run he had that whole game was just that touchdown run where he got in, got in behind his blocker, cut cut to the right, got in front of his blocker, or got behind his blocker, then cut to the left. Like, just perfect vision inside yeah. the, the hole like that in such traffic down near the goal line. I mean, that was... And he's not a big guy, so he's not going to pound it in. But, no, my and, God, does he look fast. And dude, I mean, he's, he's what, 5'9", 208? Mm-hmm. And the one that actually impressed me as much, if not more, than the touchdown was the fourth down conversion that they trusted him with that one. Yeah. On a toss. Good God, the toss. But for the fake fake reverse to Randall Cobb, and then for them to toss it out to Jones, he flowed with his blockers and then made an abrupt cut right up the field. Just his vision is phenomenal. At least for this game it was. I mean, he's still a rookie, so I don't expect this every week. But he doesn't need to do this every week. He doesn't need to necessarily have 125 yards a week. If he keeps averaging over 5 yards a carry, which he averaged 6.6 a carry in this game, oh my god. I mean, you never know. He could do this every week. You oh, look he at could. Kareem Hunt with, with Kansas City. Yeah. That dude does it every week. Now, so I don't maybe- think Jones will be counted on as the workhorse going forward because he is on the smaller side. I well, think that's if- the... 
That's the big question, isn't it? But if Ty Montgomery, who was a full participant in practice this week, comes back from his rib injury, who's the number one running back? Who's getting most of the touches? I know Ty Montgomery's more of a better pass blocker. I know that. I honestly think at this point you have to, you know, for me to allude to basketball again, you got to ride the hot hand. And yeah. I think you stick with Jones as your primary but I think you do still have to give the ball to Montgomery a pretty fair amount of carries to kind of take the load off and spell them. Because if you've got both of those guys relatively fresh in the fourth quarter, I mean, that's almost unfair. Yeah, I think Montgomery, if anything, if Jones kind of gets... Uh, more of the carries. I think Montgomery will still be your third down guy because he yeah. can pass protect. He can catch out of the backfield. I think the, they'll still try to line him up maybe in the slot every now and then. They're still going to use him quite a bit. But I think in terms of when it's time to establish run. the run and, and run the ball, I think, I mean, you know, I, your word from last year, more, we still got to see more from Aaron Jones, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what we could see? We could see McCarthy trot out an all-Aaron backfield if they go with the fullback. You got Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Ripkowski, and Aaron Jones. <laughs> I thought about that too. I was like, we got to think of a cool name for that backfield. That combination, the the Aaron. I don't know. We'll think of something. But <clears throat> I don't know. I was I was so impressed, and I'm so glad I picked him up in my fantasy team this week and <laughs> and, and started him because he was he was gangbusters this week. Um, but you know, looking at the defense and positives on the defense, Martinez. Let's start with, yeah, we'll we'll start with Martinez. Martinez is the number one inside linebacker at this point. I think it's safe to say. Oh yeah, but he's gotten so good at at playing the run and getting oh, tackles man. behind the line of scrimmage. Well, he which actually... was not his. That wasn't his strong suit coming out of college. He was no. they were drafting him to be more of a cover linebacker. But man, he's developed into just a a well-rounded, just playmaking middle linebacker. I mean, you heard we heard his name so many times on the broadcast during this game. Well, he he has been so good at flowing to the ball and meeting a ball carrier at the line of scrimmage or in the backfield. He's not yeah. shy about getting there for quarterback hits and sacks either. And something Martinez even retweeted on a uh, Twitter was the graphic from Pro Football Focus in their. I think they're top five or six middle linebackers in the league on run-stop percentage. Martinez is third in the league in run-stop percentage for middle linebackers. That's that's pretty damn huge. I mean, especially when you got Jake Ryan, who's who's a a pretty damn good run-stop yourself, which is, you know, goes back. I'm, I'm not worried about the run defense. I think no. uh, some of the run defense uh, has, has been hampered by uh, Mike Daniels, who still yeah, doesn't he, look 100%. He's not uh, fully healthy yet. It's clear. Yeah. Um, but Kenny Clark, though, man. Yeah, yeah. He's, that, he continues to look good. Yeah, I, I've been impressed with Kenny Clark. Um, just in terms of the run game. I, didn't he? Did he get a pressure? Or was that – I'm. <laughs> it's late, and I'm trying to remember this game through memory now. No, I he, can't remember. he did get a pressure. Um, I think – Clay Matthews is tied with Kenny Clark on the team with four pressures apiece for first on the team. That's pretty damn good for a nose tackle. Yeah. 
that's 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 what you want. But uh, you know, sticking with the linebackers. How about Nick Perry? We actually got to see Nick Perry go Club clubbing. <laughs> that was the, the fumble, the forced fumble sack that he got on Dak before the half to to keep the Cowboys from going out and putting any more points on the board. It was just that that shot. It's like a it was like a head on shot of Dak Prescott. And Dak's going back oh, to throw the God, pass, his and his face. arm's going back. And all of a sudden, you just see the club coming out of nowhere, hits his arm, and his face just goes, oh, shit. Yeah, I, was, I just I just love it. You can see Perry's thumb just kind of sticking out of there. <laughs> yeah. It's just you that one little Perry. digit. You just see the club coming out of nowhere. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the thing with it is, is, you know, even in the first quarter – when he was trying to get Dak, he was chasing him for that sack. I think if Nick Perry has all ten fingers at his disposal, he gets him, mm. at least that's by the Jason, foot. Well, that's Jason Pierre-Paul's excuse, too. But Well, I mean, that's not funny. <laughs> I would have more that sex, a, Coach, if I had all ten fingers. <laughs> that's not right. That was an unfortunate firecracker accident that blew his fingers off. <laughs> Still funny, though. Uh, it's not funny yeah, to laugh Nick, at anything about the Giants, though. Right now, they're they're in they're in tr- oh they're in God. tough times these days. They lost Lord. all of their wide receivers. Yeah, who would have thought Ooh. if you if were coming into the season? Definitely not me. I had them going thirteen and three and being the number one seed in the NFC. How fucking wrong was I? But if you had coming into the season, you were like, you know, you got the New York Jets, New York Giants. One team's going to be zero and five. One team's going to be three and two. Who's who? You would thought you would have thought I had a steaming turd hanging in my mouth. If I would have told you that the Jets were three and two and the Giants were zero and five, the Jets are tied for first in their division. Yeah, and they what play the Patriots happening? this week. I don't know, man. You know what? I Jets are going to win. The Jets are going to win that division this year, and they get no shot at Sam Darnold. Well, they got they got Josh McCown, and he seems to be well, doing the trick this year. So. I mean, it's just uh, you know back to our game. That's I can't okay. even right now with that. Nick Perry continues to look good. Clay Matthews may not be racking up all the sacks, but, dude, he looked really good when they went to that 4-3 over front and he was playing kind of the weak side linebacker role. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still good in coverage. And when yeah, they man, do this, I just... If Clay Matthews is healthy, Clay Matthews is... is, is a damn good player. I oh, mean, yeah. that's just the bottom line. All he has, if as long as he's healthy, the dude's like like we've said, he's a game wrecker. He's well, making they, plays. They just move him around everywhere, and yeah, he's still great rushing off the edge. But when they can move him around and throw, send him on delayed rushes up the middle, or straight rushes up the middle, or running on stunts and things like that, he's even more dangerous. The more yeah. places they can move him around. Yeah, Clay. I mean, he's not slowing down. No. Um, but <clears throat> I want to talk about Demarius Randall. Yes, we're running a little, we're running a little long here. But yes, Demarius Randall. Last week, I proclaimed Demarius Randall dead to me after whatever happened in that Chicago game. But then he comes out and proceeds to pick off Dak Prescott for a pick six. Is that why he's no longer dead to me? No. no. That pick six, he was just the right. He was just in the right spot at the right time, pretty much, and 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 then proceeded to get the uh, the the penalty. The taunting call. I mean, that was a bit boneheaded, but yeah, that was that was a little stupid. But it didn't really cost Packers anything in the end. So luckily, you know. But but I just 
I've got a feeling you're about to mention the same play that I've been waiting to talk about since Sunday. <laughs> I think so, because on the very next series, Dak Prescott, one of the Packers jumps, Dak Prescott gets a free play. And just yep. like Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott chucks it deep. And who's he chucking it at? Demarius Randall. Who is he covering? Was it Bryce Butler or uh, uh, Terrence Williams? Yeah, I think it was Bryce Butler. Bryce Butler, who is a fast, big guy who usually comes down with those 50-50 balls. He's a big dude. And you're going up against Demarius Randall, who's not a big dude. Dak chucks it up. Free play. As soon as I see that flags fly, as soon as I see Dak chuck it up to Bryce Butler up against Marius Randall, as the ball's in the air, I'm thinking to myself, well, I'll be damned. They got us with our own trick. <laughs> I know. I felt the same way. I was like, it hit me in the stomach like I'm going to puke. Yeah. I was like, here we friggin' go. And then Demarius Randall makes a hell of a play on the pass deflection, saving the My. Packers. God, possibly a it, touchdown. It was so impressive for him to run and run and run all you know, stay heads up down the sideline, not get totally tricked on the free play, and to make that play on the ball for him to turn, jump, and defend that pass was so textbook and so beautiful. And is the talent that he has. And you know what? You said he's not dead. Maybe this is how Stella got her groove back. I mean, he That's got the interception. Thinking. And the, you know what? If it took him getting the interception, throwing a football at Dak Prescott, just being a total dick about it, and then throwing up the Dez X. <laughs> if this is what it took for him to get back the same swagger that we saw his rookie year when he was being aggressive and making plays, screw it. Oh, See, that's fine. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, man, did that pick six just give him that one boost of, of confidence that he needed to play, to, to reach that next level, to come out of the doldrums? Because, you know, earlier in the game, he gave up the touchdown to Des Bryant, yeah. which I, st- I thought was still pretty damn good coverage. It was just a yeah, really I mean, well-thrown yo, ball and he a just... catch by Des. So the coverage was good on that play. I'm not going to fault Randall for that touchdown because that was just a perfectly thrown ball. And Dez is just such a a red zone target. He's so huge. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't fault Randall on that. Ninety percent of the corners in the league are going to get beat on that. Yeah. So I thought he he didn't play terrible, but after he made that deflection, I thought. Man, maybe maybe the, the the switch has been flipped with that yeah. pick six. Maybe he got that, like you said, Stella got her groove back. So, going forward, what are you expecting to see from Demarius Randall going forward? I I mean, I Does don't need to see a pick back? six every week. No, like but that. I don't expect that. I don't expect an interception a week or anything. I'm not putting the world on his shoulders, but. Does he stop playing like complete garbage? <laughs> That's the question. I th- what I need to see is consistency. And granted, you know, all corners get beat from time to time. Yeah. He's going to give up a pass here and there. It happens. No matter who it is. Darrell Revis, even when he was at his best, still got beat occasionally. And I don't expect Randall to ever be Darrell Revis. But 
if he does have his swagger back, if he does have that confidence back that allows him to play faster and actually play the game without questioning and overthinking and being out of position, that could be a real huge boost to the secondary. I think it's definitely something to keep an eye on and something to definitely uh, stay aware of. I'll be watching. Yeah. Yeah, because especially if uh, if Kevin King, who left the game with a concussion, can't go this week, uh, Devon House it was on the injury uh, injury report. Um, you know they're they're going to expect Randall to step in and play, and yeah. uh, hopefully, I don't know, hopefully he can carry this over um, into the next week. Any other positives you wanted to touch on? I thought the outside of that one series early in the game, I thought the O-line played well again while missing Bakhtiari and Lane Taylor playing left tackle yet again. Well, it was funny to laugh at Troy Aitman for uh, blaming David Bakhtiari for giving up that sack off the edge and then just going totally silent when they showed Bakhtiari (laughs) on the sideline in his shirt. That was hilarious. hilarious. It was hilarious because he was continuing to go on and on about how Bakhtiari was dealing with the injury and he gave up the sack. But he was doing it. Why, well, he was it, the shot was on Bakhtiari, yeah. and he just kind of kept going. He kind of slowed down. He's like, yeah, and then then Bakhtiari uh, gave up that. Uh, he's actually on the sideline right now. Right. So it was uh, it was uh, uh, Lane, Lane Taylor filling yeah. in for Bakhtiari. Actually, like, good job, Troy. Yeah, good doing doing your research. Glad they pay you the big bucks for these big games. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Romo when you need him? Oh no! Uh, right, and, and you know I could I could go on about a lot more positives in this game, but we got to move on, unfortunately. And I don't want to spend a ton of time on the negatives because they're pretty obvious and apparent. Yeah, especially because we're running a little long tonight. But yeah, uh, yeah, pass defense. Des- and how can des- you really dwell on any negatives after a win like? Oh, that? Oh, I know. I mean, like, really? obviously the pass defense needs more work. They're still dealing with injuries. Um, Haha Clinton Dix kind of disappointed me in this game. He seemed like he had opportunities in spots where he was more out of position than he would normally be. Well, I'll I'll, I'll say this for Haha: a lot of those plays that I felt like he gave up, that he took a took some bad angles on. Some some of those, a couple of those were Dak getting out of the pocket. And no, I mean, I'll give you that. the plays, I mean, and, you know, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we know what the pass defense is. It's still a, a big work in progress, and there's still a lot of injuries that we're dealing with. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just hoping that we can continue to kind of ride this wave through the bye week and get some guys healthy. That's the big thing is just getting guys healthy. Yeah, I think that is uh, definitely. I think definitely Mike Daniels uh, getting back to a hundred percent. Kevin King. Kevin King coming back from the concussion. So uh, the bye week is coming up after this game. It couldn't come quick enough. But the one negative I wanted to touch on, we discussed it last week at the end of the show, just kind of in passing. Crosby missing the two extra points. I put only one of those. I feel like I can put on Tabor Pepper for the kind of wonky low snap. Well, that's what I was about to ask you. Was this what I like to call the pepper effect? <laughs> Damn effects. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, like you, the one was on pepper, but I don't know. Is there just there's something you look at? 
it's funny when you watch it's like a well-oiled machine the kicking game it's like yeah. the snap the hold the placement the kick it's like when one of those is just off or not used to the other like there's really no blame to go around it's just it just is what it is yeah and does, it, does this bother you going forward or does this worry you or do you think they'll get on the same page as as time goes on what uh, do you make of this because that was I'm, super weird that Crosby yeah, it, it was odd Two extra points like that. The first extra point, I don't think, was that you fault any one person on it. It was weird. But the second one, I, I'm putting that one on Pepper because the snap was bad. Yeah. But uh, Hell, I noticed that as soon as the, the yeah. snap was As soon as when uh, Vogel caught it like up near uh, the right side of his chest, I, chest, I yeah, guess it, it would be. Yeah, it was odd. Yeah, it was high and um, over a little bit. I just, I'm not worried because these are professionals and Crosby's one of the very best in the business. So I fully expect them to put in some, some extra work and whatnot to get on the same page and get it, you know, get the wrinkles ironed out. I, it's not something I'm worried about. They like Pepper enough to have brought him back after seeing him in May. So there's got to be something there, and I think, I, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I think it'll just take a little time to gel, but I just thought it was interesting. That was the last thing we kind of touched on in passing last week. Yeah. It kind of reared its ugly head and uh, kind of gave me a little pause. If we had to kick that last-second field goal to tie it and send it to overtime, I don't know how confident and comfortable I would have been with that. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, we didn't have to do that because Rodgers just, uh, uh, just rolled into Jerry World again and, and burned that bitch down. Um so, before we get to our fake sponsor break and move on to the Minnesota Vikings coming up in week six before the bye week, let's wrap up week five, Packers and Cowboys, with our first word. Now, Ty, I will let you go first this week. I want to hear your first word because I got one. I got a, I got a juicy one this week. I got an interesting one uh, that uh, I'm interested to get your first word on, but I'll let you, uh, I'll let you hit me with yours first. Let's see... Uh, Lay back on my couch and think about this. Close <laughs> right, my eyes, Mike. just let I mean, it come. I don't, I don't think mine is a, a terribly surprising first word this week because it's actually the same first word topic that you gave me last week, and that is the performance of Aaron Jones. And I want to get your first word on where you think it goes from here. Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson. Interesting. He's a running back for the Cleveland Browns, and he's not the starting guy. He plays behind Isaiah Crowell, who's more of the yeah. between-the-tackles runner. But Duke John, he reminds me of Duke Johnson. He's a guy that's just the – he's got speed. He's, he's kind of the backup, but he's also kind of outperforms the starter. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and I'm thinking about it because I was looking at fantasy stats. I was picking up some guys on the waiver wire today. <laughs> I was looking at fantasy stats. I was like, man, Duke Johnson just really outperforms Isaiah Correll. I don't know why he's not starting running back. I think that that's going to be a similar situation in Green Bay. I think Ty Montgomery will still be technically the number one running back, but I still think I think Aaron Jones will outperform him. I, I, I can just, see I just that. Have that feeling. I just don't. I, can... I just don't see the. I just don't see the Packers. You know. Putting Ty Montgomery in, uh, you know, in the background for Aaron Jones, but I think Aaron yeah, Jones I mean, will I'd, outperform him. 
throughout the season. I would have to agree with that. I don't think they're going to scrap their plans for Montgomery by any means, but I I do think that going forward, <laughs> this may be a thing where when the chips are down, Aaron Jones may be the guy. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see because I was really high on Jamal Williams too, but I think Aaron Jones has leaped him big time. Oh, yeah. So uh, I mean, for him getting the start, that's that says that by itself. Yeah, I mean Jamal Williams was active. You know, I think he got what one carry or something. So yeah, he got one carry and promptly got stuffed. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm excited about Aaron Jones though. But going from uh, one Jones to another Jones, my first word for you this week, Jerry Jones. What is your first word? When you think of Jerry Jones. <laughs> ass. Ass? I, I can't stand him. He's an ass. I mean, he is. I, I can't stand Jerry Jones. I've never liked him. He he talks, and he talks, and he talks. And that's what he does. I will say this, though. I respect the man because he is an owner, but he has passion for the game of football. No, and I'll you give can him that. tell it when you see him in the press box or not the press box, but the uh, owner's box. The dude is is as much of a fan of his own own team as the, the biggest Cowboys fan in the world. He's the biggest Cowboys fan in the world, and he also owns the team. That's Yeah, I mean, I, I will never cool. fault him for that and for his passion and his, his contributions to the game. But he just... It's if the you're, things that he says. It's He's like Toby Flinderson for me. I just... I hate... <laughs> Everything about the way you choose to be. I hate just, everything he represents, which is he, the Dallas I Cowboys. Mean, he, exactly. He <laughs> is the essence of the Dallas Cowboys, and I hate it. Yeah. I mean, and he just he says one thing, comes out, and this it's political, but I'm going to say it, and that, I'm going to leave it at that. About uh, none of my players will take a knee for the flag. Da 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 da. He went on this big rant about that. Then they all come out and took a knee before the anthem, himself included. Yeah. And everything started to wash away. Less people started to talk about it. Then he pipes up after the game and says, "If anybody on my team takes a knee, you won't play. You'll sit the game." It's like, dude, we all I... know if Dak Prescott took a knee or Des Bryant, or Jason Witten, or Ezekiel Elliott, if any one of those guys took a knee before a game, they would play. Just just shut up. Just stop talking and sit in your booth. Yeah, that's where that's the downfall of Jerry Jones. Is he, he's just... Yeah, he's passionate, and he's a huge fan. He loves, his, he loves his team. But my God, just get out of the spotlight. You know, quit, quit being the star. You don't have to be the star in Dallas. The star is but in the center is. of the field, and you're paying all these players... You don't have to, you know, hold, you know, uh, go find the the media after every game and give your two cents on who you think should be starting at left tackle or whatever. I mean, like what the, only reason, yeah, the only They've reason, Dallas. The only reason, the only reason the the Cowboys are as good as they are right now is because his son st- stepped in front of him and said, "Hey, don't draft fucking Johnny Manziel." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean, and what is it with Dallas? They have Jerry Jones on the football field. They got Mark Cuban on. You know, owning their basketball team. What is it about Dallas that attracts just assholes? <laughs> and I respect them both as businessmen. I completely and totally respect both of them as pure businessmen and 
passionate sports fans. They're both incredibly intelligent in that respect, but they're just assholes. <laughs> it's just that is something true. about Dallas, I guess. Something I mean, about Dallas. And I like Dallas. I've been to Dallas. Dallas is a, is a really awesome city. I'm sure um, it is. But I, I, I don't know. That's a good point, though. I didn't even think about that with Mark Cuban being uh, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, too. Something about just those flamboyant owners in Dallas. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe they just watched the show and thought, hey, I'm going to be a big shot. I'll move to Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> and they saw, who shot JR? You know what? I shot JR. So there's <laughs> mystery solved. The big mystery has been solved. Uh, but we're going to take a uh, quick fake sponsor break. And uh, we will be back to uh, to preview the Packers and the Vikings game, give you our stat lines, and get you set for this big NFC North showdown in week six, just before the bye. Uh, after a word from our fake sponsors. Boy, this nice kickoff from the goal line. What does greatness taste like? Through a hole to the 20, to the 30, outside, to the 40. Open a Miller Lite. He made it on. Midfield, to the 40. You're on your way to a rich golden color, a real beer aroma, and a true Pilsner taste. The 25, 20, the 10, 5, touchdown for Desmond Howard. Their trophy is coming home. There's light beer, and then there's triple hops brewed Miller Lite. Taste greatness. World champion, Green Bay Packers. That's a long run coming out that tunnel. Yeah, it is. Man. That line just kept on going. Keith Jackson, just the other morning, I had breakfast at Tracy Rocker's house. His mama brought out 15 flapjacks. He said, Mama, take back five of them flapjacks. I gotta stay hungry for the Crimson Tide. I don't know why we come out so early and just stand around here and do this. Hey, I'm sitting here just goofing off. You know what time the game starts? You think God never farted? Hey, you got any left-handed footballs? Oh, yeah, I do. Want me to wear those for you? Who's our head ref today? Is Tony Correcti. This is his rookie year. Oh, we're going to give him some I got some advice for y'all. Take two weeks off, then quit. There's Mr. Miyagi up here on the team on the board. Oh, yeah. Wax on, wax on. How you doing? You thought I was taller than this, huh? I thought you were taller than me. How about Mr. Miyagi coming up talking to me? Cowboys ain't easy to love and they're harder to hold. They'd rather give you a song than diamonds or gold. Long star belt buckles and old faded Levi's and each night begins a new day. If you don't understand him, he don't die young. He'll probably just ride away. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys Don't let them pick guitars or drive them old trucks Let them be doctors and lawyers and such Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys Cause they never stay home and they're always alone with someone they love Cowboys like smoky old pool rooms And clear mountain mornings 
Little warm puppies and children and girls of the night Them that don't know him won't like him And them that do sometimes won't know how to take him He ain't wrong, he's just different But his pride won't let him do things To make you think he's right We're back here on Blue Cheese Radio, set to give you a preview of the Packers at the Vikings Sunday afternoon at U.S. Bank Stadium, or U.S. Bank Arena, whatever you want to call it. But it's a road game, the last game before the Packers, much needed by, and it's against the division rival, our old foe, the Purple Penis Eaters, the Minnesota Vikings. I'm just going to tell everybody up front, I, I don't I, there's... If you're a betting man, if if you're in Vegas, you're putting money on this game. I'm just telling everybody up front. I, I don't I don't see any way that the Vikings are beating the Packers in this game. I don't either. I, I, I just mean, don't. and and you know, this was one of the three losses I had in my thirteen and three prediction. But that was also when I thought they would have Sam Bradford and Dalvin Cook. Yeah, that's not yeah, the it's case. A much. It's a much different story, and the way the Packers are playing, coming off of the win against the Cowboys, I just think they're riding that wave of momentum. I think Aaron Rodgers is playing at at such a high level right now, and if it, if it if it's Aaron Rodgers versus Case Keenum, I mean, oh yeah, I just I just don't see any way the Vikings. I think this is gonna I think this is gonna be. Uh, an easy win for the Packers, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm not going to look at it as an easy win because it is still a Mike Zimmer coach defense. But, (laughs) I mean, I think there's still – there may be a bump here or there because they do have a pretty fierce pass rush. And I think Everson Griffin has like nine sacks of Aaron Rodgers in his career. So it would be something for them to get Bakhtiari back, but – you know, like I just don't. Well, it's like you've talked I just about. Don't they see, may not rush I just don't see back. any way the. I just don't see any way the Vikings keep up. Oh, I don't think they can I keep mean, you, up. I just don't know that it'll be necessarily a cakewalk because this is a much better defense than the Cowboys have. I'm looking forward to the test of if Aaron Jones can replicate some semblance of what he did against Dallas against a stouter defense. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see if Ty Montgomery plays or not. Um, I doubt it. Uh, yeah, I think he was a full participant in practice uh, this week. He but, was, you know. but with the bye week right next week, I just don't see them trying to rush anybody. It wouldn't surprise me if Bakhtiari sat out one more week and Lane Taylor got the call again because he has played well. Yeah, he's been serviceable. He's done fine at left tackle. He hasn't been – I think he gave up a sack last week. Yeah, that, you know. but he ain't been a train wreck. <laughs> I mean, for a guy who's never played tackle – He's actually yeah. been. Oh, excuse me. He's actually been pretty good. 
Yeah, I thought I think he's done very. I think they're comfortable enough with him at left tackle to keep Bakhtiari out for another week. I agree with you on that. And uh, I think just out of what we saw from Aaron Jones uh, in the Cowboys game, I think the Packers are probably comfortable uh, keeping Tom Montgomery oh, out yeah. for another week too. Well, so if they keep uh, Montgomery out and go in with Jones and Jamal Williams as the halfbacks. Could this maybe be the week we see Devontae Mays active and get a carry or two just to kind of see what the big back can bring to the table? Uh, I don't know. I think because Jamal Williams will be active and, and able to play. And, of course, you still got Ripkowski. Yeah. I don't know if we'll see Adams at, or uh, Devontae Mays uh, active in this game or not. Here's Piper chiming in already. Ah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I just really don't see any way this Vikings team – like, yeah, they, they got a better defense, but they also got a much worse offense than the Cowboys have. And our defense is I, – I don't see them causing many – especially if Stephon Diggs can't go. Oh, I don't yeah, see, yeah. If he can't go, then there's – I don't think they have any chance, if especially if Diggs can't go, to even try to keep pace. Yeah, because they would have to limit the Packers' offense to 17, maybe 20 points. That's not happening. And I, I, just, uh, I, it's just not happening, especially indoors. No. So, um, Piper. She's got strong opinions. I mean, I can't falter for that. She's just giving me this look. <laughs> She's all hyped up right now. I don't know why. But uh, this will be. It's because we're talking Packers-Vikings. She's ready. Go to sleep. Uh, the Packers are looking for their first win at U.S. Bank Arena. They uh, opened the, the the stadium up last year in Week Two and and lost seventeen. What was it, seventeen, fourteen? Yeah, just like by that. a field goal. Yeah, um, and then the Packers did win later that year. They just completely blew out the the Vikings the Christmas Eve. I yeah, think it was. that was just a uh, walk in the park pretty well. That was where Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Busted out the, the little juke move. Yeah, juke the shoes off. Wasn't it? Uh, wasn't it Xavier Rhodes? I think it or, was. Yeah. Yeah, juked. Uh, juked. Who's a very good cornerback? Uh, that's that's going to be an interesting matchup to watch. Yeah. Um, their secondary is what I'm interested in more than their front seven, and how just how they're going to try to disguise their coverages to try to match up with our receivers because. We've got more going on. <coughs> God, I can't do it. We've got more going on in the middle of the field this year than we did last year. I mean, they were able to guard us yeah. up pretty well on the outside without worrying about the middle. But now that Rodgers is starting to gel more with Bennett, uh, Kendricks is staying active. Richard Rodgers is, you know, he when he makes an appearance, all he does <laughs> is catch. He don't drop anything. You still got Cobb in no, the middle. That's for sure. Jordy operates out of the slot now, too which is where he did his damage in the second Minnesota game last year. Yeah, and Jordy always performs against the Vikings. Oh, yeah. He always has pretty damn good games against the Vikings, so expect uh, expect Jordy to come out uh, in this game to probably catch another touchdown. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a good, uh, it's a good bet at this point. But uh, like I said, this would be the Packers' first win at U.S. Bank Arena. This is also the setting of the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. So... Is this a stepping stone to the Super Bowl for the Packers, getting their first victory in U.S. Bank Arena? Kind of. We can only hope. Uh, I mean, kind of a good omen 
something along those lines. Yeah, yeah I we'll mean, see. we can we can hope for that. What well, we've touched on. I was just gonna say what's what's interesting, and Rogers has made note of it. Even talking about the uh, the windows in Dallas is that translucent roof and everything at U.S. Bank Stadium. They haven't played. Well, this will be their first noon game this year, and uh, mm-hmm. you know it's going to be interesting to see whether or not the sun will actually be a factor because that stadium is mostly windows. I think it'll be less of a factor. Well, they're a little more tinted than in Dallas. Yeah, and it's also an afternoon game, so the sun's going to be, you know, right above the stadium. Whereas the Dallas game, it was already, it was kind of starting to set. You know, like like when you're driving your car. Oh, yeah, and, and it's just you're, right in you're your face. At around, and when it gets right in your face, you can't see anything. Yeah. I think that was the, more of what the the sun and coming down to the eyes because it wasn't a factor at the beginning well, of the no, game. And Rogers so asked the same question that I think everybody was asking. Why would you build a stadium like that? Yeah, it is really weird. It, it's not if well you're going to build out. an indoor the Colts stadium. have a stadium like that yeah. too. Yeah. The thing with the Colts stadium yeah, though, is at least with their stadium, it's kind of built down into the ground. The field mm-hmm. is very low in relation to those windows at Lucas oil. So it's not as much yeah, of a true. factor. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I don't, I don't see the sunshine or the <laughs> – I don't see that being a factor again because I think this game will be over before that be, would become a factor. Yeah, I mean, so. maybe God uh, learned his lesson when he tried to defend Aaron Rodgers with the sun. He's like, nah, <laughs> man, I got it. Maybe you should just start wearing uh, – when, you, when you're preparing for games like that, maybe that is something you take into consideration uh, in, in prepping for the game. Maybe get some of one of those uh, dark visors – put on the helmet or something yeah. kind of shield out the sun. I don't know. One of the old LT visors back in the there day. There you go. Um, but we touched on it, and the Vikings defense is definitely the strength of this team. Uh, they pretty much won the game against the Bears last week uh, on Monday Night Football with the, uh, I think it was the Harrison Smith interception on Trubisky. Yeah. Um, and Harrison Smith has been, uh, you know, uh, has been a tormentor of Aaron Rodgers in the past. And, and like you mentioned, uh, Mike Zimmer uh, has has prepared and had his guys play very well against Aaron Rodgers in the past as well. Can the Vikings defense, though, I mean, as good as they are, can they? Looking at it on paper, you're like, yeah, the Vikings have a pretty good, pretty good defense. But the way the, the level that Aaron Rodgers is playing at right now and this offense is playing at, I mean, even even it is, you know, even being at home for the Vikings, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I just don't see it. I don't. I just don't see Aaron Rodgers missing a beat this week, especially coming I, off of that win last week. I don't week. either. I mean, I, I just don't. I don't see this offense slowing down, especially if they continue to get healthy and continue yeah. to y'all iron out the wrinkles and get guys like Bennett more accustomed <laughs> to the offense and Rodgers' timing and whatnot. And, you see Rodgers starting to trust him more, like on the scramble drill where he made that phenomenal catch in Dallas. Mm-hmm. As those things come along, this offense gets that much harder to defend, especially with the addition of Aaron Jones. And, you know, he's a revelation. Just his performance in Dallas bumped Green Bay up six spots as far as uh, well, rushing yards per game. Yeah, well, let's, let's say that Aaron Jones gets to start on Sunday. Do you expect, like you said, against a better defense? That's true. Can he keep up even 
let's say, 60 to 70% of what he did against Dallas. Do you think that would be enough for this team to win? Because I think it would be I, I with the Vikings so. offense I, the way it is. I think it would be plenty. The way Rodgers is playing, if Aaron Jones can come out and replicate 60 70% of that performance in Dallas, that would be enough, I feel like, to make them kind of wonder, man, if we let him get loose, he's going. Yeah. And... It's keep him honest, at least. And, I mean, you know, people talk about the, oh, well, he was unscouted versus Dallas. They'll have tape on him at Minnesota. I'm not a big fan of the whole unscouted look argument. I mean, yeah. these are pros. For, they don't quarterbacks, pro- for quarterbacks, possibly, but when it comes to, like, running backs yeah. and stuff like that, it's just, you know, you're – there's not much to scout for. I mean, there, there's know? really not. I mean, guys run. I think with that, you look more yeah. towards offensive line blocking tendencies than you do for, you know, more running yeah. back. But, I mean, you look at this Vikings defense, they are better than Dallas. But one thing that stood out to me against the Bears – they are very jumpy. They're really trying to jump that snap count, and Aaron Rodgers could feast on that for days. Yeah, do you think <clears throat> crowd noise? I mean, that's. I, do you think this will be a will affect the Packers' offense at all? I mean, it'll be uh, loud. Going into this you know, game. of course, it always is. You know, the Vikings like to pump in that crowd noise, even in their new stadium. <laughs> Hell, even even yeah. Rogers has talked about that. How they, he's a firm believer that they always pumped in crowd noise at their old stadium. I'm sure they still do it. But um, uh, this this team is, they're so good about making sure that they know the silent counts and the signals and everything else. I don't really worry about noise with the Packers offense, like I would with a lot of other teams. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see it being a huge factor. And, I mean, if they come out... When it comes... Especially if Bakhtiari misses and Taylor plays left tackle again, that crowd noise does help the defense get a jump on the offensive line in terms of, you know, protecting Aaron Rodgers. So, that is the one thing to keep an eye on. But in terms of just the false starts and and Rodgers being rattled by crowd noise, I don't think that'll be the case. Well, here's the thing, too. If they come out hot the way they did, especially in the second half versus Dallas... Mm-hmm. If they carry that momentum into it, that crowd noise isn't going to be a factor very long at all. That crowd no. will get real quiet real fast. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think the woes that the Packers have dealt with for the past two or three years, I just don't I don't see it being another one of those years. I think we've – I think the Dallas – like I talked about uh, earlier in the show, the, the Dallas game and, and the Cincinnati game, two games that the Packers would have lost nine times out of ten yeah. in the past five or six years. I think the fact that we've gotten over those humps and we've been able to win those games, I think that just says uh, says it all about the Packers this year. Well, I, and I just don't see them losing this game. I know the defense. <laughs> I don't care how yeah. loud it is or who's playing quarterback well, like, or what's going on. I know the defense had trouble getting off the field versus Dallas. I think just about any defense would have had trouble getting off the field versus Dallas because, to give him his credit, Dak Prescott did look really good. And he was making hey. he was making some plays on the run when the play started to break down, much like we see with our own quarterback. I mean, so he, he did play well, and that would have been hard to defend for anybody. But I don't think our defense quite get the – I don't think they get the credit that they deserve because you look at Minnesota's defense and everybody – Talks about them. Oh, you know they're they're a real defense. They're a legitimate defense. 
here's what separates Minnesota and Green Bay's defense because they still talk about our defense being a weakness. Minnesota's defense is ranked seventh in the league in total yardage per game, giving up 309.2 yards a game. Yeah. Green Bay's defense is ranked 11th in total yards per game at 321.2. That's how thin the line is. Yeah, the defense hasn't been atrocious as it's been. Well, I mean, something to note is think- we're sixth in the league in pass defense, giving up only 199.8 yards a game. Yeah, I just think the 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 idea that the Packers defense is so bad. I mean, it was so funny on Twitter during the Dallas game. The first half of the game, it was all Dom Capers should be fired, get rid of Dom Capers, Dom Capers this, Dom Capers that, and then once. You know, once they started playing a little better and Demarius Randall gets the pick six and Nick Perry gets the sack force fumble and and they start to start to put it together and start playing better, that, that went right out the window. I think there's just this – it's just part of the stigma that because the Packers' defense has been kind of the weak point. Yeah. And when you have an offense and a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, it's going to look that way. You're never going to have a, 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 just a – a deadly defense like an old Baltimore Ravens defense well, or something like that when you have a high-powered offense too because teams – great defenses look great because their offense keeps it close. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, you know, you think about even as as far back as um, Brett Favre's <clears throat> earlier years with Green Bay and when they won that Super Bowl and their defense was so good and their offense was so good when both sides of the ball were right there at the top of the league – that was when free agency was in its infancy and a lot of teams mm-hmm. didn't know how to use free agency they didn't know how to keep a lot of guys teams still don't know how to use well yeah that's true but they didn't know how to keep guys <laughs> they didn't know who to go after how to scout ron wolf did because he was ahead of the curb you know he got mm-hmm. like reggie white keith jackson you know guys like that andre risen and those days are gone I mean, you look at Seattle, their defense is good, but their offensive line is absolute garbage. Yeah, their offense in general has suffered. Yeah. I mean, from that. you've got a lot of money in that defense, a lot of picks in that defense. Not as not so true on the offense. No, they got Russell Wilson, and that's about it. The offensive and line sucks. The they got lucky with Wilson getting him in, what, like the fourth round. Yeah, I think he was a fourth rounder. That's like even when you look at San Francisco, when they had those great defenses uh, recently there, their offense, for the most part, bogged them down all the time. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, it's – it is what it is. But I just think this – I think the Packers' defense has got to shake that stigma. I think if they start getting turnovers, more turnovers, I think they turnovers would, they and sacks. would shake the stigma. And I think as Mike Daniels yeah. continues to get healthier, he's going to provide that extra push um, up the middle as far as an inside pass rush goes. And all that's going to do is flush quarterbacks into the waiting arms of Nick Perry and Clay Matthews and Ahmad Brooks. Yeah, I think it's going to be huge. I think I think I I'll go ahead and tell you. I think Mike Daniels plays a a pretty big role in this game. I think he comes back another week off from that injury. I think he's more maybe not at a hundred percent, but closer to a hundred percent. And I think he plays a big role in this game. I think he does well, especially. I think it was the 
a couple of guys in the interior of the Vikings line that that has possible to miss yeah. this week too. So that'll be a weakness to watch. Well, I, I think this but, is a much more favorable matchup for our front seven. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Oh, okay. You, you ducked out again. I don't know if your internet is. Oh no, no, I'm good. No, I was, I was just saying. I, I think it's a more favorable matchup for our front seven, and um, you know they got a quarterback this week. They don't have to worry about running around all over the place, <laughs> so it'll be more rush to get home instead of rush to contain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm not too worried about the offense. The only part of the offense I'm, I'm a little concerned about is is the running game. Um, Dalvin Cook is gone, but they still got Jarek McKinnon, who had a fantastic game against the Bears last week, and they still got Latavius Murray, um, who's kind of a Adrian Peterson esque clone. Eh. Not he's not Adrian Peterson, but he his running style and all that's kind of the same as Peterson. Um, any concerns about the Packers' ability to to stop the Vikings' running game? Because I think that's that's the big key in this game, especially if Stephon Diggs misses, and um, you know you got Case Keenum at quarterback. You got to key in on the run game. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a big key to this game. Is I I look for our offense to operate much the way they have and uh, march down the field and um longer, more sustained drives you know, averaging eight to ten plays a drive, it wouldn't surprise me for our offense to dink and dunk their way down the field like that and make sure to keep uh, keep the time of possession swung in our favor mm-hmm. because as if our defense is fresh, especially if they don't have to worry as much about the passing game, I think they'll be able to sustain against the run from the Vikings for the majority of this game. Yeah, and I think it's very important that the Packers get a lead early. Yeah, definitely. Too. If they can get up on the Vikings early, this game's over. Uh, Case Keenum's not bringing them down, bringing them back from fourteen points or no. You know, if the Packers can get up fourteen nothing in the first quarter, this game's over. Um, well, it's like so that's key for me. I mean, I'm hoping that the Vikings get the ball first because I'd like to. I'd like to see Minnesota get the ball first and our defense come out and force a three and out or even. You know, if they, even if they the run four or five plays, because, mm-hmm. you know, that sets us up to get the ball to start the second half, which I'm always in favor of. But Well, that's usually Mike McCarthy's yeah. MO anyway. He likes to defer to the second half. But if they can do that and make an early stop, and then we can jump out and get seven on the board, make another stop, get another seven on the board, and then double them up after halftime, this game will be way out of hand, and Aaron Rodgers will be on the bench by the middle of the third. Yeah, and then that's what that's how I, the only the only way I can conceive the Vikings keeping this game the only way I can conceive them winning the game I don't even say keeping close winning the game is if like I said they keep it close the the their defense forces some some uncharacteristic turnovers they get a few lucky bounces and you know it's close going into the fourth quarter that's the only way. I just don't see it happening. I don't either. And here's here's something I wanted to touch on earlier in the show, and I didn't. It just kind of slipped my mind. Do you know how many offensive possessions Green Bay had against Dallas? It wasn't many. It was... Would you believe me if I said it was less than 10? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. I was going to say seven or eight. They had seven possessions. Yeah. That's... They, the only, I think it was only like two possessions they didn't score on. Yeah, and knowing that for a team to come out and win like that, yeah, they had the defensive touchdown, but for them to perform the way they did and to win on the road with seven offensive possessions is just nuts. And I think this game, they'll get more than seven possessions. Yeah, because I, th- I think the Vikings, are, uh, with Case Keenum playing quarterback, although Case Keenum has done a fairly good job at protecting the football. Yeah, I mean, he's not turnover so prone or anything year. like that. He's, he's you know, pretty careful. He's just careful not going to outgun Aaron Rodgers. No, the... <laughs> The quarterback disparity going into this game is just, yeah, it's, it's, it's just on another level. And um, even if Bradford was healthy and was playing, the disparity is still miles apart. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I just got to be honest. I'm I'm just not too interested in this game. I, I just don't. I'm not worried about it whatsoever. I just don't see. Like, every game up to this point, I've I've seen ways that the Packers could blow Maybe outside of the Bears game, I didn't really have much of a concern about the Bears. But outside of that, I've, there's uh, there's always been a few keys, a few things that were, like, you know, the laser effect, you know, whatever. <laughs> but but there's always been something that – but it's just I'm not, I'm not too concerned. I think if the Packers lose this game, they beat themselves, and I just don't see it happening right now. I don't think they're yeah. playing that way. I mean, I'm, I'm always interested to see how Aaron Rodgers performs against a Mike Zimmer defense, especially because this is a – this is a particularly veteran Mike Zimmer defense. I think I think the least tenured guy in that secondary maybe maybe Xavier Rhodes at three years. <clears throat> yeah, maybe possibly. I mean they're a pretty veteran team. They they know what they're doing. So I'm interested to see how he handles it with um them trying to disguise coverages and whatnot and I'm there. It's mostly Packers storylines with individual players that I'm interested to see how they play out in this game more so than the actual game. Like I want to see if Aaron Jones continues to do what he's done. I want to see if Demarius Randall's confidence is actually back and he carries this into this game and performs well. I mean, just you know, little things like that that I'm I'm interested to see some individual performances in the greater scope yeah. of the game than like you being more interested in the actual game. Yeah. Cause I, I think, I, I honestly think the Packers win this game by double digits. I think, you know, the Vikings defense is good. They're playing at yeah. home, but, and like you said, this is a Mike Zimmer defense. Mike Zimmer's played well against Aaron Rodgers in the past. He hasn't played well, but he's coached well against Aaron Rodgers in the past. But I just think this, the Packers right now are, Man, they're a train moving fast, and you know they're they're just gonna they're just gonna blow over anything in their way right now. And I think the Vikings are, you know, they're they're formidable. They're they're a brick wall, but we're still gonna smash through it, and we're not gonna look we're not gonna look back going into the bye week. Especially if the run game proves to be for real with Aaron Jones. Yeah, and I think it is. He did that. He did that last week. Yeah, the Cowboys aren't the best run defense in the league. Blah blah blah. But he still did that behind a banged up offensive line too. You gotta you gotta remember that. Well, I mean, he did it for the you know the second half against the Bears. He did it for the whole game against mm-hmm. Dallas. He's on a good roll, and you know this is what I would call his first real test. He's in his second start, so I think he'll be more comfortable. And mm-hmm. I mean, he he doesn't seem to be the type of guy that the moment gets too big for him, which I think is a great asset to him. And 
I mean, he he's a true running back. He's he, where did he go? Uh, UTEP. He's UTEP's all-time leading rusher. So you can never discount a guy yeah. who's the all-time leading rusher at his college, no matter what the college is. Yeah, I'm excited to see more of him. Uh, you know, I think it'll be more of a test against the Vikings this week. Better defense, yeah. of course, but uh, I just don't. I don't think this will be an Aaron Jones game. Um, he'll do well, but he's not going to do what he did against Dallas. I think this is no. An Aaron this, game. this is a, this will be an Aaron Rodgers game through and through. Aaron Jones is just. I feel like I feel like Aaron Jones just makes Aaron Rodgers that much more dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. And the touchdown to Jordy in the Dallas game is the example. When play action works, Aaron Rodgers is going to be just about unbeatable. He's playing at an unbeatable level right now. Yeah. You know. And I'm I'm usually the skeptical one here on the show too. I'm usually the yeah, I don't know. Like as 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 sure as you were that the Packers would beat the Bengals, I'm as sure the, as you were that the Packers will beat the Vikings in this game. We'll just put it. I'll that take way. it. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't turn out like the Bengals game. Oh God. We all die of heart attacks before the overtime's over. But I mean, I would like just you know a good easy win going into the bye week. Yeah, I, I think that's I think it's what we're gonna get. Um, but let's move on. Let's uh. Let's move on to the uh, the main event of the show. Yo, buddy. Which, <laughs> which we didn't do the best last week. We didn't have our best outing last week. But I think we're, we're I think me and you both are set for a bounce back game. Hey, uh, it's it's a familiar opponent. <clears throat> it is indeed. Um, so it's time to move on. It's time to get psyched, get ready, get hyped for the week six edition of Statlines Packers. And the Vikings. All right, Ty. I will. Uh, I want to hear your stat lines first this week. I got a. Uh, I got mine set, ready to go. And uh, if my confidence that I've uh, ex- <laughs> exuberated in this show beforehand doesn't gives you any hints, um, I got. I got a couple of guys with some some uh, pretty impressive performances. But Ty, I want to hear what you got. What do you got for uh, for the Packers and the Vikings? All right, Mike. Well, I'm gonna flip the script like I did with my NFC North Power Rankings a couple weeks ago and go defense first on these stat lines. I'm going with the, uh, You're my so brother in, oh, it's bold. Bold stat lines. <laughs> I'm gonna turn to my brother in the chin beard here and Blake Martinez. Um, yeah, he's, he's impressed me. He continues to impress me. I think he's gonna have another game where he's gonna lead this team in tackles for the game especially because the Vikings are going to try to lean on that run game. Martinez is going to do some damage. I think he finishes this game with 12 total tackles once again. Seems to be his magic number. With two tackles for loss and a half sack. Ooh, coming in with the half sack. He gets there, man. He likes to be in that backfield, and he gets so close. I think he gets a half sack in this game. I like Who gets the other half? This doesn't count, but just... Uh, Nick Perry. Okay, all right. Going clubbing. All right. And then turn into the offense, turn into the the true tough guy that we've talked about in a tough game for tough men, that's Devontae Adams. This is a good Viking secondary, as we've discussed. I still think Adams has himself a time out there. I think he ends up in this game with five receptions for 64 yards and a touchdown. 
I like it. I like, uh... I don't think anybody's going to go gangbusters on yards in the air. I'll be interested to see if Xavier Rhodes matches up on Adams. That's I mean, what Adam, I'm interested Ooh, that'd be a good matchup. Match yeah. But the way Adams so is Rogers, playing, he's coming Rogers in Rogers may look away from him. Oh, he definitely is. I think it, it, it's, a, it's a 50-50 matchup, yeah. if anything. And then staying he's with the offense like my, my normal pattern, getting a little bit predictable on that one. I got to go back to Aaron Rodgers with this one. We've talked about Aaron Jones is going to have an impact, but this is still going to be the Aaron Rodgers show. I think he's going to sling it early and often. I think Rodgers is going to go 28 of 37 for an efficient day against that Mike Zimmer defense for 273 yards and two touchdowns. Only two, huh? Just two. I think we're going to get a little help from the ground game here in the red zone. Okay. All right. All right, so you got Blake Martinez starting off with the defense this week. 12 total tackles, two tackles for a loss, and a half sack for Mr. Blake Martinez. I think he did a, uh, a live uh, Q&A on Twitter today. I uh, was scrolling through and saw that. Uh, be interesting to go back. <laughs> Two people are asking him. Um, Devontae Adams, five receptions, 64 yards, and a touchdown. That one's going to be interesting. Uh, I think I think they'll match up Rhodes on Adams for most of this game. So I mean that's a you know I think that's a very uh, realistic stat line for Adams yeah. this week. And then Aaron Rodgers, twenty eight of thirty seven, two hundred seventy three yards, two touchdowns for Captain Marvel himself, Aaron Rodgers. I like that stat, but I got to raise the bar on that Aaron Rodgers stat, man. Hey, I'll take that. I'm, I'm, I'm happy gonna start... to be wrong on the low end. <laughs> I'm going to raise the bar a little bit on Aaron Rodgers this week. I think he, he's going he's gonna to have a celebration after the win against Dallas this week. My first stat line prediction, Aaron Rodgers, 22 of 29, 308 yards, four touchdowns for Aaron Rodgers this week. Whoa. What do you think about that? I like it. You know, I hope you're right. I would. This I hope is, I am too. This is one of those stat lines where I'd be happy to lose on my end. <laughs> well, it's not like last week where we were so close on our stat line with Aaron Rodgers. We're kind of on on the, uh, different ends here. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, for my, excuse me. For my second stat line, I got Randall Cobb this week. Randall Cobb, kind of the forgotten man in the Dallas game, I thought. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, didn't see too much Cobb, but I think Cobb's coming through big this week. I think I think Rhodes is going to be matched up on Adams. Jordy, you know, probably get a red zone touchdown or two, uh, if, <laughs> yeah. just to say. But I think Randall Cobb is going to be the guy that does the damage over the middle between the 20s, and uh, I think he'll also get a couple of looks in the red zone. Five receptions, 69 yards, two touchdowns for Randall Cobb this week. Uh, it's you. his turn. It's his turn to come out, I think. I just... I like the matchup. The third I, member of the bobsled team. There you go. It, it's it's Cobb's time this week. And for my third stat line, I got the man beast himself, Mike All Daniels. Right. With a comeback game. Seven total tackles, one tackle for a loss, one sack for the man beast, Mike Daniels. Uh, I think this is his, his coming. I think he's he's coming back to 100%. I think he's getting there. I think the injuries on the Vikings offensive line, especially to the interior of the offensive line, uh, is going to play well into Mike Daniels. I think he's I think he's going to play a big part in this game because I think the Vikings are going to want to run the football this week. 
And uh, I think Mike Daniels plays a big part in stopping that and saying, hell no. Hell no, Vikings, you ain't running the ball. So I got Aaron Rodgers, 22-29, 308 yards, four touchdowns. Randall Cobb, five receptions, 69 yards. Two of those touchdowns will be his. And Mike Daniels on the defensive side of the ball, seven total tackles, one tackle for a loss, and one sack. And those are your stat lines for week six, Packers at the Vikings. There you have it. I like it. I like it a lot. You know, I God, if Martinez plays the way he does in my stat lines and the man beast plays the way he does in your stat lines, the Vikings aren't going to have any offense <laughs> at all. Yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be a rough day for that offense. You know, even if they don't and and the defense the, – the Packers might not if, – even if they didn't have a, a defense plan this week, if Aaron Rodgers plays the way I have him projected, they'll probably still win. Yeah, so. and, you know, <laughs> it's the only thing is I almost had a different stat line. I had another one prepared as far as another player, and I did have one for Aaron Jones, but I just – I'm trying not to jump the gun with him. Because I do think he'll get a yeah. touchdown in this game. Well, I, I think so, too. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he'll get a touchdown in this game, to be honest with you. I think I think he'll have a couple of big runs. I think he'll have a couple of really good-looking runs in this game. But I just I just think this is Aaron, an Aaron Rodgers game this week. See, I mean, I think we were both on track. I think we were both thinking four touchdowns. I just thought two from Rodgers, one from Jones, and then one off the goal line from the Ripper. Ooh, that would be nice. Yeah. That would be interesting. We haven't seen much of Ripkowski this year. Yeah, I mean, I kind of thought if they key on Jones and we see that all-Aaron backfield that we've talked about, you get that little quick handoff to the fullback and he has that power. Oh, yeah. And the fake toss to Jones. Yeah. I see where you're going. Because yeah, McCarthy, going. he's, he's you know, showing that creativity here and there that we've hoped to see. I really Going like back his, to that, his that play fourth selection. down play in the Dallas game. Yeah, I've really enjoyed. It's the McCarthy that we saw in Brett Favre's final year in Green Bay, the McCarthy that we saw in 2011 and 2014. He's just more willing to open it up. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, and I think with the you know when you have you know the young guys like Aaron Jones and. Um, you know, guys like that coming into their own. You got more weapons, and you got a guy like Ty Montgomery playing running back. Yeah, you can pretty much do anything with on any part of the field. It's uh, you know, it goes back to what we discussed before the season even began. There's so much you can do in so many different packages with this team. You know, with Martellus Bennett coming in. I mean, God, you can line him out wide. You can line him up on the line. You can do pretty much anything with him. Um, so, and we talked about wanting to see more creativity from Mike McCarthy because of all these new personnel changes and and packages and stuff that you could do with these guys. And I, I think we're starting, I think we're really starting to see it. And I think it's, it's showing the Packers are four and one right now. Yeah, totally agree. Five and, one. and I almost so. feel like the injuries have been partially the cause for that because they've had to get creative with the injuries mm-hmm. that they've had. And I'm, I'm all in favor of it because when this team gets healthy, especially, especially if they get even to 90% for the rest of the season, good God, yeah. Well, luckily we haven't had any season in, uh, season ending injuries like unlike the uh, the Texans and the Giants last week. Oh, the, the so, poor Giants. Can you imagine how the New York bozo Dustin Brown is right now? He's probably just quit football I, for the season. I think he hung himself. Oh, uh, I'll have to call him. And make sure. 
<laughs> well, his fantasy team's doing okay this year. Well, so. there you go. He's got that to hang on to. He's got, yeah, he's got something to look forward to. He, that's that's the thing where he can win money off of. So, ah, uh, I'm I've I've kind of slipped into because my season. I'm at two and three right now. I'm I'm kind of my draft was pretty terrible because I got really drunk that day, and then <laughs> like by the time the draft rolled around, I was already starting to feel hungover. So I really didn't give a shit. I was just ready to go home. Uh, <laughs> so I'm at a point now where I'm kind of playing money ball, where I'm kind of adding up. I'm just looking at points. I'm not looking at players, matchups, anything like that. I'm just looking at who's producing points on a weekly basis consistently and kind of going with that and seeing how it's going. So wish me luck. I don't well, know. Hey, we'll see, I mean, I we'll guess it's, if it works for Billy Bean, it works for Radiation Mike. We'll we'll go with that. <laughs> just call me Billy Mike or, yeah, Billy Mike or Mike Bean. Mike or, Bean. Mikey Bean. Mike Bean. Mikey Bean. There, there we you go. go. That's your new name. It but, uh, should be your new Twitter handle, Mikey Bean. <laughs> oh, Mikey Bean. I like that. I haven't been called Mikey since I was a kid, but <laughs> oh well. Oh well, there's not a lot of Mikeys in the world. Um, but you can always go to packtothefuture.com. I, I don't know. I was trying to think of a transition there. Go from Mikey Bean to Pack to the Future. I couldn't think <laughs> of it, so uh, I'm just going just gonna, to... Take a hard left into this, but packtothefuture.com. Uh, go there. That's where you can get our podcast. You can get a ton of other podcasts. I don't even know how many podcasts are on there anymore. You get I the Sweeper Fred five. Thurston. Yeah, there's like five podcasts up on that site at this point. There's the Sweep with Fred Thurston. There's the the official Pack to the Future podcast. They've been doing a lot of podcasts here lately. I was listening to, uh, listening to their newest one last night, as a matter of fact. Um, uh, you got Packers, Packers in, in law. law. Yeah, and then there's like... Two other, I don't know. You just check it out. You give any kind of Packers podcast you're looking for, it's on there. Articles, uh, play breakdowns, um, you name it. Packtothefuture.com. That's where you want to go. Uh, then, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Blue, uh, Blue Cheese Radio at Radiation Mike. I, I'm changing that. It might be uh, at uh, at Mikey Bean. <laughs> um, <laughs> by the time this drops, uh, and at Titletown Tie, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Give us a follow. Uh, we just crossed over that 700 follower uh, threshold not too long ago. Um, closer we get to 1,000. Once we hit 1,000, we're, we're going to do something. Yeah. I don't know what. Watch out, Bieber. Gonna... Yeah, Justin Bieber better. Uh, he, he, <laughs> he's paying attention. I'll tell you <laughs> that. He's noticing Blue Cheese Radio. Um, Facebook.com backslash Blue Cheese Radio. Uh, give us a like on there. You'll find out. Each week when the show drops, you'll find out there first thing. Um, iTunes, hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star review. Never miss an episode uh, on iTunes. Just look us up on there. And, of course, the Blue Cheese Mailbag. Uh, we're going uh, to have a questions portion on the show during the buy after this week. So uh, go ahead and start sending your questions in. We're going to open up the forum for you guys. Uh, but you can already uh, go ahead and send your mail um, to the mailbag at Blue Cheese Radio or askbluecheese at gmail.com. Sorry, I'm looking at something else right now. Uh, askbluecheese at gmail.com. Send your questions to the Blue Cheese mailbag. Um, well, that's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back next week to uh, to recap the Vikings game and the Packers win, which I'm already calling. Just go ahead. And it's just, it just depends on how much they'll win by. Um, we'll recap that game and uh, do a few other things. We might uh, we might even play a game, maybe a return of on the roster green and golden posture oh. next week. It's been a while. It's yeah. been a while. So, uh, who knows? We got a bye week. We got we got a little, we, we got some uh, got a little free time to to explore some new avenues next week. Um, 
But until then, Ty, you got anything uh, else you want to say to the uh, people out there before we sign off? Um, I think that about covers it, Mike. You know, I, you know, like you said, we are going to be opening up the floor for questions. So fill that blue cheese mail bag up. We're happy to answer questions as long as they're football related. Anything from on the field stuff to our favorite football movies. Hey, that, that, yeah, anything. Yeah, you know anything. Um, I don't know what was that. What was it? Somebody sent us a question one time. It wasn't football related. I don't remember what it was now, but <laughs> hey, we'll answer There's that no too. Telling. Yeah, who cares, Jarrett? You're still banned. <laughs> so don't even come back with more Cowboys questions. Oh, he's free to send as many Cowboys questions as he wants to after this. Well, week. now, yeah, go ahead, send them on, pal. Um, we'll answer it happily. Um, but until next week, I'm Mike, and I'm Ty. And there is your dagger! And no, 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 no. Here's how it's done. And there is your dagger! <laughs>